Thank you, Tony. Welcome back. Real Talk with Riggin, heading straight to Dr. Carol Lieberman, terrorist therapist, on this verdict with Crumbly's mom, the school shooter, kind of changes everything, only I hope they look at every case on its merits. Hi, Carol. Good morning. How you doing? Pretty well, thank you. You sound thrilled. Like... Thrilled since she got found guilty, 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 guilty. Yeah, she deserved it because of the comments she made about you know, just just being so careless with the weapons and acting like it wasn't a big deal, that, that part really bothered me. Yes, and to think that she was doing that, saying that she wouldn't do anything differently in front of a courtroom of families of the four children um, who her son killed. is just, I mean, to be able to look out in that courtroom and, and say something like that is just outrageous. It is, to me. But this may set a precedent for all school shootings. And what I wish would happen is if a parent... I mean, this chick was obviously dumb as a box of rocks. But um, <laughs> some kids go to school and shoot it up because they have been so severely bullied. Nobody's been... Nobody's done anything to try to save them from the constant fear, turmoil, and desperation that they feel over and over every single day. Nobody does anything, but then no one ever goes after the bully's parents. Yes, yes. Yes, that's the next thing that should be happening, of course, Mm -hmm. that bully's parents need to be uh, um, charged with things. But yes, I think this is a wonderful um, wake-up call for parents all over America that when they have a child who asks them for therapy, that they don't instead go out and get a gun. That's crazy. I mean, I, I this case, while I was hearing it, was like, you just did the left such a huge favor when it comes to gun control because idiots like you don't know how to respect firearms. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, and in that area in Michigan, um, there is a gun culture, but it's it's not so much, I mean, yes, that was the final thing that she put the gun in his hand, literally. Basically. But um, what really is, is didn't really come out as well as it should have, but I mean, the, the end result was good. So, But she had been neglecting and abusing, abu- neglect is a form of abuse. She had been neglecting and abusing, also emotionally abusing her son, Ethan, for years, not mm-hmm. just the six to eight months before he shot up the school, but since he was a very little boy, they used to leave him in the house alone without a phone, and they would go out drinking, the parents, and um, and Ethan would wind up going to a neighbor's home and asking a neighbor to call his parents. I mean, he was neglected from the very beginning. She was like, I call her a poster mom for school shooters, because, you know, all the, the profile of a school shooter, she ticked off all the boxes to turn him into a school shooter, starting with abuse and neglect. And then, of course, when kids like this um, have a lot of time on their hands because their parents aren't spending time with them, then they spend time playing violent video games. Well, and, and they also sh- start to hate everyone. Yes, yes. And he didn't have any friends. He had one friend, and that friend left, moved away. Um, and he, he had mental illness that was left untreated. Um and, and of course, yes, bullying, no friends, all of that, that, that his parents weren't paying any attention to. I mean, just to, and then, of course, the, uh, the little extra was when we found out about her having an affair and being a swinger. 
<sighs> and you know what, Carol? I wish this was uncommon, but there are sure. so many people who have children and just they leave them home alone when they're too small to be alone. They're terrified to be there. Every little sound scares the hell out of them. They know they, they can't use the microwave or they'll get in trouble. So they sit there and they starve or they sneak food and then they get in trouble for that. I mean, they're going through this pure hell of yes. basic abandonment while they're little tiny kids. So, of course, they're angry. And then by the time they get to school and they get treated like crap by other people, it's like this whole deal, this life deal is just not worth it. And if I'm going, I'm taking somebody with me. That's the yes. way they think. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and he was seeing demons. You know, that was part of his mental illness. Mm-hmm. He was having hallucinations. So he was particularly scared at home. Um, but and I feel what I really um, feel is unfair. Well, I mean, of course, the, the four dead children and the ones who were injured. Yeah. But I feel sorry for Ethan. Um, you know, not that what he did is excusable and so on, but um, he, you know, when he pled guilty and got life without parole, he said in the courtroom, he said, "It's not the fault of my parents." It's not, it's not the fault of the school. It's my fault because I'm a bad person. I deserve to be in jail for life. Words to that effect. But the issue is that his parents made him feel like he is a bad person. They drummed that into him from the beginning by their totally ignoring him and being mean to him and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that was the most pathetic part of it. That made me very sad. But then again, there are some kids who are raised very nicely and have just about everything handed to them. And they turn out to be bad people. So, you know, it's a catch-22. You just, it's a crapshoot when you have kids because there's no handbook. But the handbook does not include letting them raise themselves and have no help from you whatsoever when they cry for it. Right. I mean, that's the bigger picture. That parents need to realize it's not even just about school shooters. It's sort of a general thing Mm -hmm. that if you have a child, (laughs) you have a responsibility to raise that child in as healthy a way as you can, uh, meaning especially spending a lot of time with the child, starting from when the child is a baby and, you know, crying in the middle of the night and you have to decide, oh, God, do I really get up? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to find out why he's crying. And then, you know, then as he gets a little older, uh, reading to the child and taking the child to extracurricular activities and just realizing that you can't. it's not a plant, (laughs) you know? Act like you you like them. Yeah. Yes. You can't just water them once in a while. Um, You have to be very engaged every single day because you are determining what that child becomes. And it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to ask, was the mom treated similarly when she was a kid? Yeah, I I haven't really um, come across much about the mother, you know, but um, that is a good question, of course, where, um, you know, Because that's usually a cycle. Yes. Yes. Um, I know she mentioned something about her father. I guess she's still in touch with her father, but I don't, I mean, clearly she must not have had the greatest childhood either. She wouldn't be doing this. You know, it's like she was doing all these other things. She wasn't getting enough gratification from being a mother. So she was doing all these other things, being with horses, being with men, um, just being with anybody who can give her some, make her feel better than what she was getting from her son, which is so sad because the more you put in, the more you put into a child, the more you're going to be getting out of it, the closer relationship you're going to have and all of that. Mm -hmm. And, but 
and and I'm going to speak from experience. You can be as close to your kids as you want, but if you have a bad spouse and they put yeah. ideas and 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 activities into their heads, they will mimic the one that's easier for them to get their gratification. So it's it's hard sometimes. Yeah, sure. There are all kinds of details that can add to the picture, but um, but hopefully this. Chick. this <laughs> yes, hopefully this has sent a, a loud message across um, the America and and the world. This was really an international case, um, you know, about how how you need to be with your children and how um, how how dangerous it can be, you know, otherwise. Um, you know, I, I, what did you think about her lawyer? Um, I was not impressed with her I lawyer. I thought he was a clown. I mean, he was absolutely a clown. And But do you know what I couldn't help but think? If Carol were on the stand as the forensic <laughs> witness, how would you hold it together without just screaming at her? I would have just been <laughs> screaming at her. Like, what is your... What? What? I would have been freaking out. How do you do that with any source of of composure? Yes, you know, it's true. I don't think they had it. The, the prosecution didn't have a, an expert witness psychiatrist. Um, Why? I, mean, I guess it, they should have. They yeah. absolutely should have. Yes, I, I, that's, that's true. Um, but, I, but also her attorney, you know, her, the woman who was her attorney, um, who was talking about herself. You know, if people looked at my life, they would see that I'm not the perfect mother either. And, you know, that was, I mean, it might have been effective in the sense I was worrying, actually, uh, depending upon the makeup of the jury, which seemed to be very varied, which was good. Um, but, you know, if there were, if there were parents on the jury thinking to themselves, yes, I'm not a perfect parent. I, you know, things, um, slip under the cracks. I, maybe I shouldn't, uh, find her guilty. She was so damn guilty, though. I mean, she (laughs) literally said she wouldn't do anything differently. I mean, come on, man. My kids are around guns all the time. But they are trained. They are told. They are shown. They they understand what they do. They know that they're not toys. They're not a curiosity implement. They're just part of our life and for protection and, and sporting and fun. So... It's it's how you raise a child. You don't put a gun in the hands of a kid who sees demons. I mean, yes. come on, man. Yes, yes. And she was so proud of how she went to the gun range with him, and that was like a a time of mother son bonding. I mean, well, that's it the can only be. Can, <laughs> but but that's the only thing hmm. you can find to do uh, mother son bonding. I mean, that's the only time that she spent with the him. Yeah, that's, I mean, she sounds like she was just a sociopath, just who is so, so self-centered that she could not see what was right for a child. She only cared about her own gratification, pretty much all the way around. Yes, absolutely. Well, she's going to get plenty of that in prison. Well, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the father's trial, because um, I think he might not do as badly, actually, because... um, you know, I mean, the jury hated her with good reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he is going to be as as um, deserving of hate. I, 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 you know, when she was trying to blame everything on her husband, oh, I left the gun, you know, taking care of the gun, you know, to him. He knows all those th- things. I don't really know about that. So she was throwing him under the bus. But, I mean, if it turns out that um, that he was sort of intimidated by his wife, you know, yeah, um, that he might not get as bad a... Uh, a verdict. 
he won't be as demonized, in other words. Right. They both did wrong. They both they both were complicit in this one. And, and yes. it's, we're, it's just not wrong. And again, it's not even about the gun. It's about the people involved. And I'm so sad for the families who lost children. It really does make me sad. But I wish the left would understand that this is the people who did this and not continually trying to flip the script and make it about the guns. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, it is the people. And, um, y- you know, it's, it's so, uh, it's so, do you remember when the parents were at the very beginning, they were going to be tried, uh, at the same time they were, they were sharing the same lawyers at the beginning. Bad and idea. then, um, then they decided, you know, uh, I don't know whose, whose idea it was, but they decided to be separate. Probably but, the dad. Um, you- <laughs> He's like, I want to be with her. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but do you remember how they kept like um, whispering to each other "I love you" over their masks? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that when they were in court, um, it was like ridiculous. You know, they just every time they they kept looking at each other and whispering "I love you," and and I, I kept thinking to myself, this isn't going to last long. Somebody's going to throw somebody under under the bus. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and at some point, you know, they get told to do whatever it takes to try to get them out of trouble. I only have 30 seconds, so where do people go to learn more about what you think on this and about your other stuff, Miss Carol? Um, well, the uh, things related to trials and cases are all on my website, expertwitnessforensicpsychiatrist.com, expertwitnessforensicpsychiatrist.com. Go read it. Listen to her podcast as well. Dr. Carol Lieberman is the terrorist therapist and an amazing guest. I love having her because she just tells it like it is. Dr. Carol, thank you, ma'am. Always welcome. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.